So the Women's World Cup started yesterday. Are you watching any of it? Uh, unfortunately not. Well, it's only been a couple of matches. That's so right, far, I'm not, but I tend to happen right towards the end when I see, oh, semi-final and final yeah, and it went to happen. Did you watch it last time round? Yes, yeah. yes. And I was exactly that. I didn't really notice the beginning of the competition and yet by the end I was absolutely gripped, you know, got to the last 16, the quarterfinals and I was really getting into it. And uh, yeah, the, the skills on show are absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? It is, it I is. I think the Lionesses have done themselves a lot of favours anyway. They're becoming more... That's right. That's right. The, 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 the more audience, more audience year yeah. after year. It's not just the Premier League. It's not just the absolutely. Well, more grassroots than anything. That's I think right. it encourages more girls to get into sport. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So we've got a couple of weeks ahead of us with sport. Look at that and the Tour de France and the wow. ashes and everything. Wow. So we're busy. <laughs> right. Okay. Should we do a podcast? Please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dave. Go ahead. <laughs> So hello and welcome again to the SME Growth Podcast from Wellmeadow. Every week we come together, either just me and Rich or with a guest, and we talk about something that may be of interest to especially small and medium-sized enterprises on their journey to grow. It could cover anything from the marketing and sales function through to coping with the growth when it comes through to increase capacity and capability of their organizations. So I'm very pleased to announce that this week we have a guest and hello, Kali, Kali Say. Hi, thank you, Dave, thank Welcome you. Welcome to the SME Growth Podcast. Thank you, thank you very much and well done for pronouncing my name correctly. Did I get that right? Absolutely. Gosh. Well, I've only known you for <laughs> 10 years or so, <laughs> I've been practicing it. For years, they still call me Khalid instead Khalid. of Khalid. Yeah. Khalid, yeah. <laughs> so you work for an organization called IMIG, which mm-hmm. we want to introduce in a moment, but mm-hmm. the topic of today's uh, podcast really intrigued me. I've got a bit of a background, nowhere near like yours, but a bit of a background around continuous improvement, Lean mm-hmm. Six Sigma, that type of thing. So I've always taken a bit of a view of it. And it's it's very much pros and cons. I've always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with the idea because it's clearly brilliant when it works well, but I've seen it misapplied so many times as well. You were telling me about an approach that you take through your company, which really inspired me actually. And I, I wish that I'd come up to a company like you back when I was running factories, because I think that is the way to do it. And it just goes to show you need a certain scale, a certain approach to get it. So I wanted you to come in and tell us all about that today, because I'm sure members of our audience will be interested in that. I hope so. So you're happy to do that? I'm 100%. Why don't you start off then, just uh, get the advert out of the way. Tell us a little bit about IMIG, uh, the company, what they do and uh, where they operate and that type of thing. Um, IMIG obviously is an international management and innovation group. So okay. it's a, um, a very um, 25 years old company um, with various pre- presence and entities, you know, uh, presence around the world. Um, we, you know, we, we've, we're passionate, absolutely passionate about our products because we think of our partners and the benefit of our partners ahead of everything else. Very admirable. Well, it has to be, doesn't it? Otherwise, it doesn't get you. Don't get repeat business, and I think that's probably one of the things in this area about improvement, continuous improvement, especially, is that it can be seen as a good thing to do with intangible benefits. But actually, it's a very hard-nosed numbers thing. You're not going to do it if it doesn't produce enough return that you can pay to do it again. This isn't a nice to have. If it's not sustainable, you've wasted your efforts and money. But the point is, and you explained this to me before, this mm. really does have a benefit that you can audit, and we'll come back to that later as to how you do that, but you can show, backed up by the internal people, that this pays back multiples of the cost of doing it. 
mm-hmm. by doing it this way. And I think that's where I've seen it fail in the past, where nobody has that belief that it has delivered that sort of impact. But your experiences, and you're going to tell us today how you do that, that it does come up with that sort of benefit. Mm-hmm. So very exciting um, journey ahead then. Strap in for the next half an hour and we'll, <laughs> we'll go through Khalid's uh, model of how to do it. So it's all about continuous improvement. Just why don't we give a quick definition of what we mean by that? I think most people are familiar with the, the general area, but how do you describe continuous improvement in a, in a business the, context? The, 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 the whole concept of this is the main purpose of our program is that building continuous improvement culture. Yeah, okay. So it's more about the culture than the technique. It all comes together. That's right. It's not just about the tools. It's about the culture. If you build a culture, you can sustain it. So you're driven by process, managed by facts. So you are not relying on just people. You're relying on a process that people follow. Okay. Okay. And your mission is to embed that, not do it to somebody but to transfer that culture so that they, that a company does it for itself. That's right. And that's why we give it that exact name. You know, that is exactly why we worked hard and hard to come out with a... So what's the name the you've given this approach? It's, we call it the Capability by Conversion. Capability CPC. by Conversion. Capability CPC. by Conversion. Okay. So you... It already sounds very... <laughs> it, honestly, we, it's, it's, it's tried and tested. It's absolutely amazing and it really impacts the individuals before they leave the course or even before they oh god you know and some of them guess what they say oh we've been there done it before yeah. I bet and when they leave that, yeah. when they leave you can measure we, we so, measure the mood and so it's worth saying at the beginning then if you're listening to this and you think ah this is another one of those lean things so i've seen that before we've even run some programs yeah, they're okay. They're sort of flashing the pan. They came and went. They didn't really stick around. This is different. And you're going to explain how this approach makes it different. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So mm-hmm. you've got a number of phases to this, and you were talking to me about this a couple of weeks ago, and we thought, that's got to be worth exploring <laughs> and sharing with and our audience. And this is when you got hooked. Yeah, yeah, I got hooked. So go on, take us through the steps. And what's the first, first step you do in this capability by conversion process? The first thing is that we call it, is the scoping stage. Okay see how far the company wants to go which department how number yeah. of people the number of people need to to attend what type of modules we need to have uh, to uh, suits different layers of the organization okay so you don't want to put people on a course that you know they're never going to use it so like any good project there's a good project initiation phase That's to right. make sure that everybody's understood correct. the scope and the, correct. the remit who's correct okay so we've gone through that stage then What's the first thing then that people Then goes to the readiness check. Okay. Readiness stage. We have a one-to-one with, with, with the people. Um, and obviously the exec team, because we want to have everyone at the wave one to go through the course. So wave uh, one of what? Of the program, of the training. Of training. So yes. there's a training, what, for everybody? Every single one person within an organization have to know the journey the company's going. And this is as much, if it's a manufacturing organization, it'll be the office staff as well as the shop floor staff, every single employee. That's right. And this is applicable, not just in manufacturing, any industry you can think of. So what sort of, when we're saying training, what sort of training are we talking about here? Is it classroom-based, chalk and talk type stuff? The first, the one day, it's only one day, just to give people a flavor of what continuous improvement is all about. Mm -hmm. 
And let's remember, continuous improvement is a small incremental change. Yeah. It's not about innovation, innovation. It's not about long-term projects. It's about small increment, incremental change. Spot the waste and go and remove it. Spot the waste, process waste, and remove okay. it. Okay. And that one day of training, how, how would participants of that describe it? Would they say it was very like a lecture? Was it very academic, or is it quite hands-on and fun? Or how do you? How do we you don't want to kill people by slides and mm. and presentations. We keep them engaged. We keep them in 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 the room with us. So um, I use more. I use a lot of the, my ears and other than than my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'll get them to interact and so it's quite participative. That's right. I want to get we want to get their feelings. Yeah, because yeah? remember this is an opener for a long term for another for another yeah. um, uh, for that, wave two. Come to next in a minute. That's so right. wave so it starts then with this wave one training and then you talked about this readiness check readiness check stage That's is right. that right yeah. so that comes after the training does That's it correct. and you mentioned one to ones how does how does that work the one to one we have a, a standard uh, sheet which we ask us a certain questionnaires this we is ask, everybody that's been on the course no only right. the people we think can be potential subject matter expert or champions ah right we'll come to define yes. those in a moment then. so and is that just your decision or can people volunteer it's a that? combination between their stakeholders and, right. and and the people who so it's yeah. a very inclusive process in that everybody's involved and as part of that one day course you explain what's going to happen next and the opportunities available that's right. to adopt other roles that's right and then they'll either shine and show an interest or you'll spot a talent and one way or another you have a set of people you do this one-to-one check that's right so what's involved in that one-to-one what are you checking for before the one-to-one just remember that the, the, the sponsor of the program from the client of the our partner will clearly he will have a brief mm-hmm. where he will brief everyone this is the program going forward this yeah. is what we're going we are we would like to build a continuous sustainable continuous improvement culture okay yeah so they've set the scene made it quite clear, clear what it this is, is their buy-in they're, they're behind the right. square yeah then the readiness is about actually checking see okay what kind of resistance the individuals have what kind of blockers would they face when they come to convert the, the theory to practical yeah, when they no. go back after the training now this really interested me when you told me about this you're not testing how keen they are on improvement per se you're checking for this resistance point that's what correct. would get in your way that's right what what would a blocker be what type of blockers you have because yeah. we have to make sure that those blockers are not there yeah. or will be controlled and just as an example what sort of blockers do you tend to find in those one-to-ones the the the, the common one when people go back to leave the training course that what's the first thing they're going to do they want to yeah. go back to their day job back to the day job yeah. oh i've got loads of email to catch up yeah. i've got a lot of backlog i need to catch up so that has to be addressed yeah okay so you have to create the environment that ready for people to go and implement their improvements right so, and at this stage you're testing who might be possible for a champion role or a subject matter expert role. Correct. why don't you just explain what each of those roles do then? so start from the second a subject matter expert is a pe- person who will become um, expert on this particular tool a tool a continuous improvement tool of some sort of That's which right. presumably there could are be, many it could be workplace organization could be visual management could be practical problem solving okay so yeah. you build and the whole purpose of this is you build internal capability with an organization and subject matter experts that they can do it without emic great okay yeah. so we that's the sme the subject matter expert. that's right and what about the champion then the champions are the people who will manage those smes the champions are going to be continuous improvement champions 
will be will be so guys okay we they'll be controlling all these improvements coming from all departments and they will s- send them across to various SMEs so in a in a in a firm of a certain size a larger firm maybe you could imagine a person having a full-time job as the continuous improvement manager in a bit larger again you'd have a continuous improvement department potentially That's correct. so if we're starting from scratch here you're looking for candidates to either be that department of one or to lead that department that that would be the champion that's right. right that's right whereas the SMEs they're not full time in this role they've still got their day job that's correct they just have this extra expertise that's correct and they just lend it to projects when they come up is that the idea they first of all it has to be built with a job description oh really so it's right. absolutely so it's quite cleared, formalized then. absolutely it has to be cleared that mm-hmm. your job description you are machine operator for example and you part of your job you have to go and implement one improvement per month or per week or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you are a, a finance man or you are a, in purchasing department, it's built within your scope that you must improve one, implement one improvement per week. That's or part, per of, month. Yeah, part of the job description. That's right. And do these people tend to come from the more middle and senior manager ranks of the organization? Or is to be quite honest, Dave, it comes, they come from all different departments, right. all different levels. Yeah, but some some people use it as a, a way to be get promoted and grow further within an within an organization. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. understandable. And I guess you can quite often find people very interested in this and looking for a way of developing their career That's right. alongside whatever they've done before. That's right. So the last, for example, the last client we finished this with, and um, they end up with a continuous improvement department with five SMEs and one champion. Well, wow. oh, that must be a company of some size, I guess. Yes, they they they, they had about about 340, 350 people. Yeah, size. That's right. But does it still work for firms much smaller than that? You it know, does. I wonder if, absolutely. If there were Fifty employees in a small manufacturing it, firm. It, it works with 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 uh, one of one client. He only had one champion, and he's that cha- he's the only continuous improvement guy. Right, and but the number, total number of employees in that type of firm would be between what? forty to fifty people. Yeah, it could still you work know, at that scale. That's right. But what's important is he needs to transfer that what he learned to others. Yeah, so there's a passion for that and that's an ability right. to use. Absolutely. So we've done the wave one training. Everybody's gone through that and awareness day, quite fun, quite hands on. Then there's been this readiness check stage where there's right. one to one interviews with those checking right. for resistance. That's right. So okay, what happens after that then? After that, you run. The, the the tailored uh, training program and so now another wave of training now that's right now you're talking about three to five days training a bit more intensive now that's and right would this be everybody again everybody? no they'd right. be the selected potential smes or champions oh okay right so okay. how many of the hundred percent before might be you want to aim for 40 percent oh so still quite a lot then in yeah, terms of yeah, a pool that's right you might be choosing from. that's right yeah that's okay. right yeah. So th- th- 40%, let's say, of the population having three to four days out. I can imagine now the reaction of, of various people listening, running a business or a production area or any department, thinking that's a lot. I'm going to lose another three days. I've already lost one day for everybody. Now I'm going to lose another three days of nearly mm-hmm. half my people. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to get a feel. This is where the investment comes in. Yep. Right? Yep. It's the time yep. you have to take out. Yep, that's right. And do people tend to backfill this somehow with overtime or... Do they take on temps to back up, or is it just they it have varies. to get on with it? It all depends on the organization and, and, and the workload. But most mm. importantly is the delivery of the three days is spread based on their availability. 
Right. So it doesn't have to be straightforward. It could be oh, can you a delay of one month, for example. So it doesn't have to be three days in a block. Doesn't. Oh, okay, so that I can imagine that a bit more manageable. Then. That's so right. one day at a time, minimum, really. So daily, daily. It, you could do one day per week, but you can't have a, a massive gap because otherwise yeah. they lose the, lose the connection. But uh, a day a week could be manageable over three uh, weeks. That's your course. That's correct. And lots of companies, of course, have got training aspirations kpis you know it's good anyway isn't it mm -hmm. to have a certain amount of training mm -hmm. continuous development of your your own team that's anyway. right and so this three days does that come across as different from the first day how, how do people feel about that it is more because now you're getting into the the details of the of the tools within right. the continuous improvement that now it's broken down in about 70 percent about simulation exercises interaction they'll stand up and they'll uh, um, you know complete um, exercises and puzzles and um and, right. and a bit and more hands-on that's right and the other 30 percent is just literally materials and presentation and you will you spot during that is what we call um rowers rodders and anchors okay yeah so who are the people rowers, who, rudders, and anchors? Uh, rowers and rudders and anchors. So, people, if you, the people who are really good at leadership, oh, guys, let's go. Oh, we, we go, we're getting distracted, moving away from the, so mm -hmm. they come back. So, these are potential leaders. Mm -hmm. and, and the rowers, and people actually just do it. Just give me what I want and I'll just go and do it. Okay. So, they could fall towards the SME side mm -hmm. where the rower could actually become part of the as champion. Be part of the job description. That's yeah. right. Where the anchors, oh my God, no, we don't need them because they're just literally a blocker. Yeah, and that happens in any organization. People Correct. have got different priorities in life and you know, maybe their job isn't everything. That's that's fine. That's, that's right. what makes the rich tapestry of who we all are. <laughs> so I come through this then, if I've been on one of these three-day ones, I've been lucky enough to be one-to-one -one and pass through that resistance check on my readiness check, and I'm keen to go further. I want to take it to the next stage. So what happens next to me? Is the, is the three-day. So, so after now, the three day though, I've come through a three day and I'm now thinking, hey, this is good this, I'm, I'm getting into this. Yeah. How do I how do I take this further? Now, at the end, obviously this will be explained to them from the first day of the three day. Right. Or five days of five. You will be expected at the end of the th three days to sign or will you will be given a learning contract. A learning contract. A learning contract okay. where you have one week to populate sign it and get it signed by so your manager. So you have a week to think about it, fill right. it in. And then say, okay, during the training, they already shared with the group some of the problems they have. Ah, right, so Back they come out on the way through. Yeah. That's right. So we create a car park with all improvements, all ideas they could actually implement. And then they'll have a week to say, okay, here's my learning contract. And within that learning contract, he just explains the problem. Yeah. What is the solution? and which tool he will use to remove this problem or okay. implement his solution. Okay. Sign it, put the date, and sign it by his manager and submit it. Okay, right. So I do that then. I get my learning contract, come up with a project idea that's already been flushed out through Wave 2 training, mm -hmm. get my manager to sign it. I'm starting to get excited about it. Um, am I still having to compete with others to be allowed to go ahead with my project, or does everybody get to have a go? It, it, now, it depends on the size of the organization, depends on uh, how many delegates attended the, the, the course. Yeah. Uh, it could be uh, every line of contract is four people. So it could be a project consists of four team members, mm -hmm. or it could be everyone is just going to go and do one line of contract. And they have four weeks, only four weeks, to close their improvements, 
This is not about long-term projects. It's more about small incremental change. Yeah. So they go in, implement it, and part of EMIC, we coach them. We we coach them after because it's all about conversion, converting the learnings. So you're right. You haven't left everybody alone. We haven't. Stage. You're around yeah. your hands. That's on. right. We yeah. are still supporting them. Depends against, depends on the size of the organization and number of projects. Mm-hmm. You could be there a five days a week or could be there mm-hmm. one day per week. Then at the end, they will submit an improvement summary. Okay. Improvement summary says, this is the situation before. Mm-hmm. This is what we've done and this is the situation after. And are they encouraged at that stage to put that in financial terms or is, it, is that ha- not the focus at this stage? The bottom right hand corner is the improvement benefits. The value of it. Value. And that gets signed by the relevant stakeholder. Okay, yes, okay. okay. You have done 55% efficiency for me. That 5% efficiency for me could be could mean £120,000 mm. or could be £10,000. But it could have been less tangible and, and That's intangible. Right. Absolutely. It could mean we, 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 you know, we saved an hour a day or it could be actually we actually optimized our process. Or a safer environment. Or a safer environment. environment absolutely. Yeah. Better quality could be all different yeah, okay. elements of improvement. Yeah. But it's so important. This improvement summary will not be submitted and, improve and, and approved without a clear benefits. Yeah. Okay, okay. I understand that. So we're at the stage now where we've run a number of projects. Depending on the size of the company, it might have been a couple, it might have been lots, but there's mm-hmm. been a whole wave of projects and you and your colleagues have been there helping the, the various candidates that have shown an interest mm-hmm. to, to do a good job and mm-hmm. to, to make sure that they get their improvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've still got all of those people that were involved in that second wave of training somehow involved, That's either right. on a team or as, as a That's potential right. subject matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of people here all vying for... Where, where do I go next with this? You know, you've built a certain level of expectation and that's part of the trick here, isn't it? How do you not let people down? You, you've you've built it up as this and big the, thing. And that's why it has to be supported. Remember the traditional, um, uh, uh, I'm not going to say every organization, but some organizations is top down. Mm-hmm. The continuous impro- improvement culture invests that triangle. The very bottom up, yeah. Correct. The people at the people are doing the people who understand their businesses, their processes. They are the ones who come with the improvements, yeah. and the team and the leadership supports those guys. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing, and that's the 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 the, the, the very important part of uh, of continuous improvement culture. But it's not just bottom up. In that you talked before about the the letter from the MD, if you like that that missive, that declaration of support, which is heartfelt from. The main stakeholder of the business. The sponsor of the program could be the top guy, could be the CEO, or some of his direct reports. Yeah, but it's got to be somehow a brief saying this is where the company is going, and this is the program it starts this, 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 and this is when it's going to end, and this is the, the the vision and the objective from this program. Yeah. Okay. So we've run all these projects. Then we've got some improvement summaries. Presumably, there's some sort of presentation. Is there for that's right. work? So what that's happens right. So that? now, now it comes into the reward and recognition stage. So we have our improvements hopper, the learning contract hopper, which right. we, we we map every learning contract. When is it due? When is it supposed to the improvement summary submitted? Has it has it got an identified clear benefits? Yeah. And then becomes to the final presentation. So all the participants, all these potential uh, champions and SMEs that come and present their improvement summaries to the sponsor. This is what we've done, and these are the benefits. And do companies quite often make a bit of a special effort here to celebrate the successes? That's right. 
and and part of the investment from the customer from the from the power partners is they will award them with the LCS accreditation lean competency system accreditation which is supported by Cardiff University oh, okay so that's a qualification that's right from it. that's right this is a, a like a, a recognition rewards from the company saying you have invested your time with us you have done this this is our reward and this, this is now takes us to the next stage. Yeah, which oh, is right, the, the next stage. So you haven't finished yet, you're still involved. Because no, so, remember, Dave, mm-hmm. what is the purpose is to build internal capability. Yeah, I, I can sense that at this stage. We've got a certain body of excitement growing, projects have been run, and I've seen this go so many times to this stage, and that's when it sort of fizzles away a little bit. So what happens next is critical if, in my the, mind. The final stage is the assess now. Remember, we have to sustain it. Yeah. If you don't build internal capability... It's going to disappear and people are going to think, oh, another flavor of the month. Yeah. So you assess and you build your subject matter expert and champions. Now we have those guys and those guys now will take the... So this is a more formal interview process, but based on the projects they've run? Based on the, the submission, the, the submitted improvement summary, based on their character, based yeah. on their 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 behaviors during all the the, yeah. the the program, there's so many different aspects you take in, in, into consideration to say, okay, you're ready, you can do it, and then their job description will change, and then they they'll take that role. So clearly, the managers in the organisation are instrumental in this. They're very much part of that selection process. That's right. That's You're supporting right. them and highlighting. But did you notice that, or what about this? But That's right. Ultimately, the the internal managers are selecting, uh, presumably one champion as a minimum, maybe more, but certainly at least a champion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then a number mm-hmm. of subject matter experts who've shown some some talent for one of the tools that you talked about. That's right. Um, one of our customers, the latest customer we completed the program with, the, the best on their organization, we, we end up with a continuous improvement department with one champion and five SMEs. Mm. And that and then becomes part of the organization. It's a new department it. has been born. It's a continuous improvement culture. This is happening. This is staying. This is not just um, a tester. Yeah, and I think this is part of what I'm seeing as a key ingredient that often gets missed, especially if you send someone or several people away for some training on continuous improvement and they come back. You've you've said afterwards, if we're going to carry on with this, we need someone, even if they're not full-time, but someone whose job it is to predominantly manage this through. That's right. But the difference seems to be that you've got a whole group of people who know what they're trying to do now. Whereas when someone comes back from a course, they're kind of in a sea of skeptics. Mm-hmm. And is that sort of part of your thinking in how you designed it this way? This idea of everybody having the training, no matter who you are at the beginning. That's right. Because that, remember, we are introducing a different language or language that might be available, you know, they've, they've experienced before, but a language that is staying. So all the acronyms, all the tools you'll be using becomes common. Mm. So you've got a common language when we're talking. About That's right. Yeah. Now, the 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 bottom line is is that this program helps everyone helps the organization that they have a, a an engine generates more efficiency you know more efficiency more more improvements better better and safer environment and at the same time you have changing the, the behaviors of the people because mm. remember continuous improvement is about the mindset you said at the beginning it's the culture it's the culture it's the mindset you know, and that's what this every SME and champions must be ready for change. And there must have been times where you've really been quite amazed at 
someone who's ended up being the champion, who even the internal people who knew them quite well wouldn't have guessed in a month of Sundays that's that, right. that that would the person that would shine through. That's right. Absolutely. That must be an amazing feeling when you untap. Oh, yeah. oh my God. And I'm still in touch with them. I, they still text me, yeah. message me. Oh, we've done this, we've done this. Oh my God. For example, you know, Dave called me the other day saying, oh my God, Canada, we never thought we we're going to go above uh, 55% OE. Mm. Now we're 85% sustainable. Now our target never go below 85%. Wow. Yeah, that's a big change. That is the change. When somebody comes yeah. to me and say, wow, Khaled, I don't work weekends anymore. Mm. I actually don't work Saturdays and Sundays anymore. Mm. So there's all sorts of other benefits oh. there. And that is obviously going to be noticed inside the business at the, the financial level. You start taking OEE from 55% to 85%. <laughs> wow, think of the extra capacity you've just created and That's the, the efficiencies. So we're still left at this point where you've selected your champion or champions and certainly some subject matter experts, the SMEs. But now... They need to do some more projects, right? Up mm -hmm. till now, they've been doing them as part of their selection process. Mm -hmm. But now the rubber hits the road. They've really got to start getting on with some. That's right. Are you, do you, do you just run it again, doing another wave with you facilitating it all? Or at what point do you sort of you know, cut the apron strings? Once they were developed them, theoretically speaking, we should be out. So at this stage, even? We, we, at that, now we created the internal capability with the subject matter expert people. You don't need yeah. us. Now, unless they wanted a completely separate tool that these guys have never been taught or they've, think, they've yeah. never learned. Mm -hmm. so, so if it's gone well, at this point, you back away entirely. You've done enough work with your champion and your subject matter experts, and they pick it up and run with it. Yeah. And a lot, by the way, a lot of... Um, I'm going to say a lot of my colleagues don't like it. Ah, right. They want to stay involved. No, one of my colleagues who work in the same field, what are you doing? You, we're losing clients because you build an internal, internal capability. That means you're, mm -hmm. you, you're getting yourself out of a job. Yeah. But this is the benefit. This is the benefit of organization. They invested. They have to sustain it. Now, on average, at the moment, we are reaching you know, um, seven to one or one to seven net benefit or, or return investment benefits. Oh, now you mentioned the, the auditable benefits near that's the beginning. Right. So that's an impressive number, but just explain it in detail for me. Seven watt to one watt. So if the cost, if, if the program costs 50,000 pounds or costs, let's make it simple. If it costs 100,000 pounds, they will get 600 to 700,000 pounds. Of gain. Of gain. Now, is that just you... Totting up some numbers and doing a bit of kidology. How do you come up with that? The, every improvement summary they will do from the end of the program or after, it will be have to be aligned with the financial um, PNL or their um, their department managers or the stakeholders. Yes, I can see I have evidence seeing this. This is the benefit of it. And in that cost, whether it be 50,000, 100,000, 5,000, that's not the cost of getting a load of consultants in on its own. That We're talking here about the, the time that we're investing that's in right. our existing employees that's right. to come off the job and just work on continuous that's improvement. Right. That's presumably the larger part of the cost if there's all these people. That's involved. correct. So seven to one. And is that so signed off by the stakeholder of each of the projects? When they all get added up, you want someone on the board level to sign that off that's as right. well, I guess. That's right. And that is what we want to see. Okay, so that's an average. What's the range? Do you ever get some that just don't even cover their costs? The minimum is, the, the market is three to one. Okay. okay. That's the market. But at the moment, the lowest we've ever achieved, you know, touch the wood, thank God, is, 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 is six to one. That's the lowest we've achieved so far. 
and some areas we achieved 10 to 1 wow, in okay. some organization trust me mm. honestly and that's what we're proud of and we're that's why guarantee that are we now? It, honestly <laughs> honestly and that is why um we we're so passionate about what we deliver and if it's a blocker honestly we will tell the customer guys you're going to lose your... Yeah, has that ever happened? Do you ever get in at the beginning and you think, ah, oh, they're just going through the motions here. I'm not seeing the sponsor really believe in this. I'd rather walk away than fail. At the readiness stage. Right. From readiness stage. Sorry, guys, you're not ready. This is the gap. This is the gap. This is the gap. Please disclose it because we care about you. We protect our return investment or net benefit ratio. We want to protect it as much as we don't want you to waste your money on and not getting any value. Yeah. Okay, impressive. And I'm getting the impression that a lot of this does happen in manufacturing environments, but not exclusively. Can it work elsewhere in more office-based environments? It does. You know, we've done it in uh, in the railway. We've done it with, with uh, uh, financial departments. We've done it with food. I'm starting one uh, next week in, in, in the food industry. So it works in various, various sectors. Oh, okay. And departments. So this is those tools not just on the shop floor. So when you talk about department, can you, especially if I'm thinking there's people here listening that say, I like the idea of this, but I'd like to dip my toe in the water and do a pilot study. Could you do it at department level rather than having to evolve the whole business? Or That's is right. that a it no could be, It could be department level. That's right. right. So if you've got a department. department of 10, 15, 20 people, That's you right. could say every one of those will get trained and we'll do it within ourselves, even mm -hmm. if the rest of the business aren't involved. We don't recommend it. But it can, but we don't recommend it because you need the whole value stream involved. Right, okay. Because and you, then, yeah, you okay. might improve the, 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 the patients' department, you might improve the HR department, but if it's not linked to where the value has been added, yeah. you're not going to really, really gain long-term benefits. Sure. And I suppose also there's an argument of efficiency of the training. You know, when you've got a trainer in, you'd like them to train as many people as you can That's fit in possible. the room. That's right. How many people can be on a program at once? Minimum 12, maximum 18. Okay. So with one, you could have one consultant delivering or one uh, facilitator. With 18, yeah. you could end up with, with, with two people. Right, okay. But the point is you want to have enough people involved in the program that you're That's getting right. a big body of people getting that training. Correct. Even if there's several waves of that, you run the one-day session several times, you want ideally everybody to be talking using the same language. That's right. Fascinating. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm very proud. I'd love to see this seven-to-one thing. That's great. I can share with you, honestly, I can share with you some really case studies, but obviously because of privacy, because of confidentiality, um, I can't mention the customers, but you can, you can absolutely. There's some, yeah. some case studies we've got approval from our customers to share. Yeah. No problem I can share with you. Yeah, great. Well, it'd be good if you can do that. And similarly, for some of these basic uh, templatey things, if you can share any of those, and mm -hmm. we can put those on the website right. for people to download, clearly have right. your company's branding on it. Mm. But it'd be nice if people can just see the way you've gone about it. Because you don't have to, you, you know, all, no disrespect, it doesn't have to be your company doing this. This is a great template for someone to follow. Mm. But unless you've got the skills in-house to do the facilitation, you're going to have to get them from somewhere, That's at right. least for this, this CBC period that you're running it for. And how long are we talking from scoping through to when you back out and leave them to run it on their own? Oh, some organization could be a three months, could be six months. And okay. uh, the one we've just about to sign is a year and a half. Okay, so there's because obviously a range for size of company. Right. But if a company wanted to really push themselves through that, they could imagine it as a three to six month program. That's right. That's correct. That's right. correct. And that's interesting to note as well for seasonal businesses. 
there's a few seasonal businesses we work with that couldn't touch this with a barge pole during their busy season. That's right. But they don't like to lose the skills and often retain skills when they're less busy through the quieter patch. What a great time to invest in the training because that cost you've talked about, you know, the opportunity cost is a lot lower, isn't it? If really there isn't the same pressure to get the work out. That's all. right. That's right. Great time to do it. Well, Khalid, thank you very much for coming My in. My pleasure, Dave. About all that. Absolutely. As I said pleasure. to you before, I was interested in the approach, the way you very systematically have thought about this and, and the fact that having done it that way so many times and I've got this track record of that multiple of benefits over the costs. Very impressive work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck with all of that. that you Thank do. you for the time. And I hope somebody listening has just had a bit of a thought, a seed planted in their mind to think, you know what, however I go about it, I've got to think again about this. I may have tried mm. these continuous improvement programs before, this lean stuff, but I can see that if it's structured well and everybody's involved, then the benefits are there to be had. And they can contact us anytime if they have any other questions. We can, we're more than happy to fulfill thanks Scarlett well I'm sure people will see this promoted on LinkedIn and on YouTube and on Instagram yeah. and on our blogs and they'll see <laughs> oh it and they'll dear. know who you are oh and know where you live oh dear <laughs> they'll come and get you <laughs> great thank you very much That's thank you very much David thank you for having me so you've been listening to another episode from the SME Growth Podcast from Wellmeadow as I say we come up with different topics each week and this week we've been learning all about the uh, continuous improvement philosophies from Imig and from Kelly in particular so thanks again to Khalid for, for coming in today. Every week I ask you to pass on the news about our podcast to your business contacts. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. But anyway, good luck with your business. <laughs>